0: We're about to light up Season 3 of Drifter Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode 1 is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. And episode 2 is going to be called Loner Legends. Sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season 3 drops on October 23rd. This is Emo Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com.
1: P.R.A. Public Radio America. You're smarter already.
2: This week on Your Welcome, we here at Public Radio America do not observe or celebrate Halloween, because we believe it endorses mischief, morbid obesity, and irresponsible beliefs in supernatural phenomena, but that does not keep us from reporting on the messy aftermath of Halloween. We investigate a bank's Halloween tradition and the ensuing chaos. A Satan worshiper is tired of being feared and demands respect. What witchcraft is she capable of if she does not receive it? Plus, what did the Pope go as for Halloween this year? All this and retractions today on... You're welcome! Welcome to your Welcome. I'm Stephan Hyphen Straitman, and I'm gonna have to face it, I'm addicted to kale. Today's top story... Halloween is one of the few holidays that most businesses can celebrate without fear of reprisal from offended customers. Wishes of a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, or a non-denominational Enjoy This Specific Week in December can set off deeply resentful responses from their patrons, who want to be wished something specific, or nothing at all, or all possible things, just in case, or maybe just want to buy their damn shower curtain rod and go home. But this past Halloween proved to be a bit disastrous for a company that normally profits from disaster. Monobank, America's most used and least trusted bank, has been in a bit of a public relations crisis in the last couple of years after hacktivist group Incognito released a corporate memo with the subject header FOR clothes ON ALL GRANDMAS When President of Monobank Thomas Trank was approached for comment, he said, What are grandmas doing with their property, anyway? Stinking up perfectly valuable land with cat pee and sweater stink. Maybe it's time a brave entrepreneur spoke up about the nation's granny problem. By the way, who are you? You're not a journalist, are you? Did you record that last statement? Because that's illegal or something, I think. Get out of here. If you work for me, you're fired. Grannygate, as it came to be known, struck a black eye on the face of the company that quickly healed as the nation forgot about it and read articles about celebrities and dogs. Regardless, Monobank felt compelled to improve their image in the public eye, with a festive and fun approach to the Halloween season. And so, on October 30th, Monobank converted 500 of their highest performing branches into haunted vaults of horrors. Tellers dressed up in frightening makeup and black cloaks and jumped out at Monobank customers, to deliver harrowing bad news about their accounts, as heard in this exclusive clip.
1: Woo Your
3: savings account is overdrawn. Whoa what? That's impossible. I, I just checked yesterday and I had over three thousand dollars. Not anymore. It's the new account
1: maintenance charge. We maintain that your account is
3: Haunted! Oh my god! I I have to call Rosemary. We have to cancel the payments on the house! Would you like a lollipop first? Yes.
2: The results were catastrophic. By October 31st, there was mass hysteria, panic, and looting, making the haunted bank stunt the most misjudged Halloween prank since Orson Welles' War of the Worlds broadcast. Looks like there's a Martian right behind you. Look out, it's totally right there. No, seriously,
3: look behind you. Look behind you!
2: (laughs) You should have seen the look on your face. Hey, a Martian untied your shoelaces. No, really, I'm dead serious this time. Authorities report millions of dollars of damage done by monobank customers who believed the economy was finally crashing after that total tease back in 2008. Store windows were smashed, cars were flipped over, trick-or-treaters were pushed over, and their bags of candy stolen.
0: I said trick-or-treat, and they said, the illusion of stability, kid, that's the trick! And then they knocked me down, took all my fun size sneaker bars, and tried trading them for gasoline at the nearest Amco station.
2: Monobank plans on keeping regular business hours as usual and refuses to apologize for their seasonal promotion. Employees contend that it was a good idea that just went over people's heads.
4: I was dressed up like a zombie when I told Mrs. Horton her life savings were drained and she owed the bank $10,000. Shouldn't this spooky makeup be your cue not to take it too seriously? Some people are just never in the mood to joke around. You know... Too bad senses of humor don't have an interest rate. <laughs> that was a little bank joke.
2: <laughs> when reached for comment, monobank president Thomas Tranks said, Hey, I remember you, the journalist guy, right? I swear to God, you'll pay for this. I'll have my revenge. You're mine now. Mwa ha ha, moi ha ha ha. Now, Halloween has a way of ruining everything for a weekend, or perhaps a full week, but what about those whose lifestyles and religious beliefs make everyday Halloween? And how does that ruin everything for them? Joining us now, as always, is our intrepid field reporter, Chartreuse Beljar, with a profile of an American whose rights are being infringed upon. Hello, Chartreuse.
0: Hi, hi. I am here at Costco in the break room with Scarlet River. Uh, She has been working at Costco for two years as the sample lady. Greetings. Salutations. Salutations right back at you. Hail Satan. Hail. Uh, Is
4: it okay if I don't say it with you? Can I just say hail? You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm, 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 I love Satan enough for both of us. Let's, let's put it that way. Oh, okay. Uh, great. Uh,
0: just don't want to get on his bad side. Oh. (laughs) You know, I guess
4: bad side could be good side. His bad side is his good side. You know, he doesn't. I, I guess I see Satan in a different way than most people. I I see him as mischievous and charming like a like if Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds had a baby and Oh. What just, a mustache. Oh, Satan has a glorious mustache. Hell Satan. Now Scarlett, um
0: from what I understand, uh there have been um a lot of complaints about you and um your your religion, really, Ugh. your s- satanistic religion. Yes. And um, from what I understand, you uh, would like your religious rights to be heard at Costco.
4: Am I, am I wrong? No, you are not wrong. Um, I, I need my freedom to practice my religion. Every day, um, I need to engage in my rituals. In mm. my dancing, my chanting, my bells, you know, my goat sacrifice. And I need oh. at least three hours for that. And that can't happen off the clock? <laughs> Satan doesn't have a clock. Okay. Oh. And when I need to worship him, there there is no punching out.
0: Okay, but if, if Satan doesn't have a clock, then time doesn't exist. And how about you just
4: do it, you know, when you go home at at the end of the day... I can't separate the Scarlet River that gives out samples of our new tahini sauce, which, by the way, I highly recommend. Mm. It's gluten-free. I tried it. It was delicious. Isn't it wonderful? I'm glad it's gluten-free because if it wasn't, I would have had to throw up. Oh, hail Satan. It was gluten-free. Hail. Um, I need to be able to worship him as I see fit. And, Mm. you know, I have noticed that... Uh, Gloria, my coworker who works in outerwear, she reads from her Bible mm. on uh, her break. So I don't see why I, I don't see why I can't sacrifice a goat. Okay, well in that's garden care. That well, um, I think that crosses a few uh,
0: sanitation uh, barriers.
4: There. I do not leave any blood. I make sure all the blood is gathered. Oh. Um, that is what Satan requires.
0: Um, Scarlett, what if there are children in the store at this time that you decide to sacrifice a goat?
4: I, they, the children are here to buy mass quantities of meat. Do they not understand how that was made? Mm. I think my sacrificing the goat... I think the goat's life is worth a lot more than those cows that were made to make those, you know, five pound family picnic packs of hamburgers.
0: What do you do with the goat meat?
4: Oh, I usually give it to um, my Jamaican neighbor. Um, Her name is uh, Loretta. And she makes a wonderful uh, jerk goat dish. I highly recommend it with uh, Costco's curried rice. It actually sounds really delicious. so delicious and Satan loves goat meat. Now I'm looking over here in the
0: break room and I see that you, um, have your own locker. Yes. With the one with the pentagram on it. Uh, yep. Uh huh. I see that. And, um, now what, what else do you
4: keep in there? Do you keep uh, ritualistic, uh, items? Oh yes. I keep my bells. Mm. Um, I keep, um, a small yoga mat because my knees just aren't what they used to be. And when I do my ritual, I need some padding. um, Unfortunately, my locker is not big enough to hold all of the accoutrements that it takes to properly worship Satan the way he he sees fit. So um, luckily, um, Carlos, who is an atheist, and therefore he doesn't keep much in his locker except uh, his jacket, he allows me to keep some additional candles, um, things like that. Are there knives? Oh, yes. That's how I kill the goat.
0: Yikes. Now, uh, Scarlet, I, I can't help but think that, um, everything, you know, your bells, your yoga mat, your knives, uh, you know, that's, that's everything except the knives and the goat, I can totally get behind. And I, I hear you out. Uh, I do not, you know, I'm just going to go out on a limb right now and say that I don't think that your rights are going to be Respected by Costco because you are going to be slaughtering an animal in the middle of a grocery store.
4: I, How do you think the meat winds up in the grocery store? I don't understand. You're dealing with samples. You are the yes, sample lady. I am. That
0: is not sanitary. Well, I guess that's
4: just your opinion. Um, I do many wear gloves. I do wear gloves when I kill the goat.
0: Do you change them before you were to give out samples? No. No, 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 I don't. No. Nope. Well, Would you like a sample? Uh, I already had the tahini sauce, okay. and I, now that I know that you have. Have you, Scarlet? Have you have you sacrificed an animal today? What what is today? It's Tuesday,
4: mm-hmm. the twenty third. Yes,
0: yes. I had a sample of the sauce. With your hands that have sacrificed, an animal. okay. This, you know what? This has been um, Do you want interesting. I'm wipe? gonna leave. no. I'm gonna nope. I'm gonna leave have, and um, I'm, no, um, I'm and I'm gonna dip them 87A? in bleach. I'm going to dip my hands in
4: bleach. If you want bleach, that's in aisle 23F. Thank you. Thank you. Hail Satan. Hail.
2: And hail Chartreuse Bell Jar for getting out of there in one piece. Uh, Chartreuse. Oh, any. Final words, uh, not like that, not like you're about to be sacrificed but... I feel
0: like I've been cursed honestly I, I don't know uh, I don't know what that woman uh, said to her Satan uh, with the mustache after I left, but I have been um, very paranoid to mm. be honest very paranoid that something's going to happen to me
2: are you seeing visions or strange apparitions?
0: Uh, my uh, vision does double. And, uh, but that's usually if I don't have my glasses on. So,
2: okay. So business as usual, there.
0: terrifying dreams though.
2: Oh, can you describe the most recent one?
0: I, all I know is that I wake up and I am, I am holding a kitchen knife. I'm also sweating and I have drawn a goat on my chest.
2: And is that, so I want to
0: sacrifice myself is what I think the thing
2: is. Is that the dream or is that the, what you wake up into?
0: Stephan, I cannot talk about this anymore because I think it's going to come true.
2: Fair enough. Well, uh, Chartreuse, I think you will agree with me that um, public radio is all about self-sacrifice. And, you know, I would say just uh, follow your gut at the end of the day because self-sacrifice has gotten us to this point and uh, there must be something to it.
0: My gut is saying never have tahini sauce again.
2: Well, I never had it to begin with, because uh, I always found its uh, factories in Brazil to be enormously unethical. So it looks like I win out on that one. PRA and Your Welcome World News are brought to you today by... Juice Cleanses. Remember when your jaw was broken during a grade school softball game and you had to eat through a straw for a month? Now you can do that to yourself on purpose, voluntarily. Juice Cleanses. Drain all the joy from your body. And by watching reality TV ironically, when you need to feel superior to other people and mass media simultaneously. A quick update on the Pope, Pope Francis went as former Pope Benedict for Halloween this year. When reached for comment, former Pope Benedict said, Um, hi, I quit, so I didn't have to deal with all this middle school crap at the Vatican. Joining us now in the studio, a real-life vegan with good news for vegans in the wake of Halloween. Graham Schuler, welcome to your welcome.
3: Hi, Stefan. Uh, thanks for having me. First-time listener, long-time vegan.
2: So, uh, first of all, it's Stefan. Uh, second of all, what is Halloween like for a vegan? Uh, can't you only trick or treat at hippie communes on the farthest outskirts of the desert?
3: Actually, Stifler, few people realize this, but most Halloween candy is actually vegan-friendly. I'm talking licorice, I'm talking bubblegum, sweethearts, pixie sticks, yolly ranchers, and most sour candies are all completely vegan.
2: Uh, fascinating. Uh Was that intentional on the part of the candy companies?
3: No, they are accidentally enlightened and just stumbled into being ethical.
2: Well, uh, that's better than most do, I guess.
3: So... Armed with that knowledge, and knowing most vegans have a ton of extra candy lying around after Halloween, I've decided to start my own vegan cookbook. It's called The Healthy Guide to Vegan Cuisine, and it details vegan cuisine made entirely of licorice, bubblegum, sweethearts, pixie sticks, yolly ranchers, and most sour candies.
2: And your book is called uh, The Healthy Guide to Vegan Cuisine?
3: <laughs> it sure is. Why? Well, it, it's it's vegan.
2: But it's... Uh, all candy.
3: Yeah, and it's it's vegan, so it's automatically healthy and ethical. Now I know what you're thinking. Vegan food must taste like cardboard, right? No, I think this would taste like a big pile of candy. Well, let me put any doubt to rest. I brought some samples here, and I think you'll find that these vegan waffles taste just as good as the so-called real thing, if not better.
2: Uh, okay. So this is just a
3: plate with melted licorice. You can put licorice into any waffle maker as long as it hasn't recently been touched by eggs or milk or meat for some reason. I don't know. Try it. I uh, try it. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: mm, yes, I can confirm that it is a pile of melted licorice.
3: <laughs> Breakfast is served. Healthy way to start the day. Now, what about a dinner big enough for the whole family? Well, tell Colonel Sanders to take a hike, because vegan candy is half price after Halloween, so you can eat healthy and cheap. Try this vegan lasagna on for size.
2: Uh, Graham, that's literally just bubble gum and sweet tarts in a lasagna
3: oh, sure is. And instead of making Mother Earth cry with crowd-traumatizing Parmesan cheese, top it all off with vegan-friendly Pixie Sticks. Bon Appetit.
2: I'm sorry to bring this up, but this diet may explain why you're missing one of your front teeth.
3: Well, it always takes the body a while to adjust to a vegan diet. That's just the body detoxing unnecessary chemicals and teeth. You can read my book and find all the vegan answers. Now, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. But no need to talk turkey with your extended family. Get them wise to the vegan-friendly alternative you can find in my cookbook.
2: Uh, this is just an open bag of powdered sugar.
3: I call it sugarky.
2: You're getting it all over my desk.
3: Um uh, mmm, try some, come on. You just want me to stick my hand in there? Oh, don't or... be gross, stork, man. Just because I'm vegan doesn't mean I don't believe in basic hygiene. Here, use this fork. How's the sugar key? Um, it's a little dry, to be honest. It's all white meat, and I hope you save some for, for dessert. Uh, how many
2: types of diabetes do you have, Graham?
3: All of the known ones, and a special new diabetes they call Type Graham. Why do you ask?
2: Uh, No reason. Would you mind sweeping up this sugar and going away?
3: Not at all. Hey, want to break the wishbone first?
2: Uh, That's an actual wishbone. You buried an actual bone into this bag of sugar? (laughs) I sure did. Wishbones aren't vegan, are they?
3: Well, no, but you don't eat the wishbone. Vegans can have wishes too, you know.
2: Okay, here. There, I won. I wish you would leave.
3: Have a vegan day and happy veganksgiving.
2: I'm so glad he's gone. PRA and you're welcome are brought to you by tapestries. I'm cold. Is that a blanket? Heavens no, it's a tapestry. I'm homeless. Is that an old blanket with a Bible scene on it? And can I have it? Gracious no, haven't you heard? That's a tapestry. This hospital is out of blankets and I have hypothermia. Blanket me, please. Not a blanket. Tapestry. Now on display at MOAA, the Museum of Ancient Arts. Now, Halloween can cause a lot of stress, what with all the spooking and thrills and chills. So, how best to relax once this horrifying and sinful season is finally at a close? Uh, Joining us now in the studio, with hopefully at least one answer, uh, a yoga master who is revolutionizing postnatal care with his book, Baby Yoga, The Road to an Infinite Baby. I'd like to give a warm welcome to Sri Manipedi, Uh, Mr. Manny Petty, it is an honor to have you with us today, and might I say, I breathe, I exist, I am here, wah.
1: Yes, I breathe, I exist, I am here, wah.
2: Baby yoga schools have popped up all over the country. People are calling you the Dr. Spock of our generation. Now, I know it's a complex system, but could you boil it down? What is the central message of baby yoga?
1: Simple, Stefan. Babies are really zen.
2: Yes, they are, aren't they? It's like you say in your book, you can see it in their wandering eyes. Exactly.
1: The eyes wander because they are seeing the world as it is, pure being. When we objectify the world, we move further and further away from truth. Babies don't do that.
2: You mean, we should all be taking on the curiosity of a baby. Stefan, you and
1: I cannot be babies. We are not babies anymore. This program is not for us. It is for future generations. For us, it is too late. Our society filled our blank minds with words, and words cause wars. Do you like
2: wars? Oh, no. No, absolutely not.
1: In baby yoga, there are no words. Only babies, so there are no wars. You may say, what about baby wars? But there are no baby wars,
2: just baby bliss. Words have started so many wars. But are you suggesting that we not teach children how to speak? Am I a monster? Of course not. I'm talking about
1: babies, not children. In the baby yoga program, babies teach the class to other babies, and since babies are already Zen, any certified baby can teach.
2: I see. So this is not a metaphor. The whole class is literally babies. Um, So what is the teacher certification program like?
1: Anyone can be certified as long as they are a baby. A baby will not corrupt another baby. Interesting. And how long is the program? We as a society corrupt babies, so we must leave them to be zen together forever. Drop your baby off, and it will learn and teach infinitely. Through this practice... A yoga baby becomes an
2: infinite baby. Um, If I had a baby and I wanted to enroll that baby, uh, but I was looking at your website, uh, I would have a hard time finding any class schedules. I mean, there seems to be none to speak of at all. That makes it a little difficult for the parents, doesn't it? I mean... Uh, how would I know when to pick up a uh, little Stefan Jr.?
1: Well, you never pick up your baby from yoga, baby. That's how it becomes an infinite baby.
2: Hold on. Uh, wouldn't unattended babies just get hurt or die? I will use a parable
1: to explain. My niece is a baby. One day she is lying on her back. We call it. Shavasana, death pose, but I see she is not dead, she is alive, she is a baby, and I thought babies are very zen, the world should know this, we have to teach babies how to be zen forever, we need to be babies into infinity.
2: That was not a parable, and you are just repeating yourself, and you did not answer my question.
1: Let me tell you another parable. A baby is left in the jungle and raised by an ape. The tiger wants to eat
2: the baby. With all due respect, Mr. Manny Petty, that is the story of Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Okay, see, I feel like you are attacking my religion. Uh, Manny Petty, answer me straight, alright? Hard-hitting journalism. Here. Who is feeding these unattended yoga babies?
1: Yoga babies are beyond feeding. If we leave them alone, they will send and be
2: one with the infinite. I will ask you this just one more time. Who's feeding the babies?
4: Yeah,
1: it didn't occur to me that they would need feeding. So nobody. Uh,
2: no, nobody. Appalling. Thank you for joining us, Sri Manipedi. Uh, Maybe you should go check on those yoga babies. That almost wraps up your Welcome World news. But first, we're right all the time, except for when we aren't. So here are retractions from last week's show. Teacup poodles were never used as cups, or bowls. The microwavable noodle poodle bowl, however, can be purchased on Target.com. Three out of four cases of shaky hands are due to being overly-caffeinated, not spooked. We have not been able to track down Bobby McFerrin's opinion on the song Happy by Farrell, but he has expressed vehement hatred of if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And it cannot be confirmed whether or not the polyphonic spree is indeed a registered cult. A quick update on the ongoing Public Radio America fundraiser, we're up to 1.8% of our goal. At the $10 level, donors receive a digital download of a Tibetan monk clearing his throat. Thanks for listening, or at least having us on in the background while you drive. And special thanks as always to research assistants Eric Stoles, Madeline Wager, Levi Petrie, and Jeremy Simon, along with interns Stacy Ruemaker, Alicia Keytree, and Chris Stevens, and the in-studio cyberbully, Zane Grant. I'm Stefan Hyphen Straitman, saying, We're right all the time, so you don't have to be. Thank you, and you're welcome.